The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Norfolk is weighing whether to move forward with a massive federal agreement that includes building a flood wall around much of the city. Catherine Hafner with partner station WHRO breaks down what's in it and why some people are concerned. City officials call the plan Resilient Norfolk. It's their long-term vision for how to prepare the city from storm surge flooding. The most talked-about element of the project is a new flood wall. It would stretch around the waterfront from the Campostella Bridge, through downtown and Ghent, and up to Lambert's Point. But that's only part of the $2.6 billion plan. The federal government is expected to foot about 65% of that bill, leaving Norfolk on the hook for about $930 million. They've gotten some money from the state so far to help. Here's Councilwoman Andrea McClellan at a meeting about it last month. This is a huge opportunity for the city of Norfolk. We are in a very unique position. Normally, we get money after disaster. The project with the Army Corps of Engineers will take about a decade to complete and has broken into several phases. First come the flood walls and levees. Chief Resilience Officer Kyle Spencer says the city is already well into the design. In renderings, officials envision the flood wall to look more like a raised earthen berm in areas frequented by residents and tourists for the water view. Here's Spencer. It'll be that bin wall concept where it's basically the walking path on top of the wall and you can incorporate the Elizabeth River Trail as part of that system as well. Other elements include pump stations, tide gates, and surge barriers at Pretty Lake, the Lafayette River, and Broad Creek. But residents of the historically Black neighborhoods on the south side of Norfolk, across the Elizabeth River, say they've been excluded from any discussions about the plan. They're upset that the flood wall won't extend to their vulnerable communities. So when I heard that there was a plan to protect my home from storm surges, I was relieved until I realized that I, where I live in Berkeley, my home was left out of any structural solutions. That's Berkeley resident Kim Sutterth at a recent city council meeting. Council members postponed a vote on the agreement that night. Here's Sutterth again. The Army Corps of Engineers used a red line on their map showing who would receive those structural projects and who would be left out. My first thought was, oh God, it's happening again. And it's happening to me. The city has instead proposed to work with homeowners there to raise homes and fill in basements. Norfolk resident Vincent Hodges told council members that's not enough. Many of these residents have overcome a history of more than a century of racial discriminatory housing practices to purchase their homes. Despite the price tag, Resilient Norfolk also doesn't address central flooding issues that plague the city. Skip Stiles with the Norfolk nonprofit Wetlands Watch explains. It's only like Hurricane Isabel. It is not nuisance flooding. It's not rainfall flooding. It's not sea level rise. He says the city needs to do more water quality analysis on the project before moving forward. But he also wants to know the city's plan for all those other flooding issues. we got to build a flood wall. There's no doubt about that. But tell me where it fits into the overall citywide strategy for the next 15 or 20 years. How much do I as a citizen of Norfolk expect to pay and what am I going to get from it? 
City manager Chip Filer acknowledges that. We all recognize there is still a lot of work we're going to have to do for this daily sort of blue sky nuisance flooding, and that is money that we will have to spend. Council's approval would allow the city to sign a legally binding partnership with the Army Corps. That moves the project into the construction phase and unlocks about $400 million from the federal infrastructure law. Officials hope to start building the first part of the flood wall soon afterward. That was Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.